I think something that unifies us all, no matter what age or demographic, is a universal hatred of a slow application. Have your say on the topics that matter to you. Jump onto gisdirectionspodcast.com.au and share your ideas. Welcome along to the GIS Directions Podcast. I'm Wayne Lee Archer. I'm Riley McGlusky. And I'm Josh Fenman. And today, Goose, we're talking about the need, the need for speed and why performance of your maps and your apps is so important and what you can do to make sure that you're delivering the best possible experience to your users. So Wayne, we're going to have to uh, dig into that goose reference later to make sure we're all across it. I'm but, definitely um, not, by the way. <laughs> maybe not all as big a Top Gun fans as I am. Quite probably not. It's easier to say faster is better and, and follow that need for speed mantra. But, you know, there's a cost to doing that. So I want to raise the question, why is this such an important aspect of user experience? I think something that unifies us all, no matter what age or demographic, is a universal hatred of a slow application. Absolutely. Like, there's nothing more universally annoying than slow stuff, mm-hmm. especially in this day and age of press the button, turn it on, and get it into your eyeballs or into your ears as quickly as you can. I think we span at least two generations here, maybe more, <laughs> even as a boomer. Uh, my attention span is measured in milliseconds. I'll be honest for this. <laughs> I just uh, I can't tolerate slow. How do you deal with this then? Uh, I mean, it doesn't really matter whether you're building web apps or whether you're building maps that are going to be consumed on the desktop. Seems to be a, a, a common thread here that we need to make mm. them fast. What are our tips, guys? Yeah. And when we're thinking about those tips, I mean, what we're really saying, I think, is how to make sure our audience are not the guy or gal who gets the call that says your application (laughs) it's slow what are you going to do so we want to try and uh, equip you uh, with the tools to avoid that unpleasant call let's not think about whether we're building maps or whether we're building Mm. apps or web apps i think i can chime in first up with a, a hot tip for absolutely everyone who's doing anything in gis and that is build stuff that is purposeful and targeted Don't carry layer baggage. This is one I I see every day. And I know we've got some maps that have got hundreds of layers in them. And you know what? They're not that fast. That's my hot tip. Keep it simple. Keep the layer count low. Yeah, and following that thread, Wayne, to know that your applicational map is purposeful and targeted, it implies you understand its audience. I think sometimes in the quest for cartographic excellence and comprehensive data coverage, that gets lost. You know, what is this thing really supposed to do? What's its singular purpose? Do you need to see the LGA boundaries on a, on a marine map? Think about it, guys. Get the right layers and just the right layers on your map. That's my absolute hot number one tip for keeping everything fast. Mm. And mine's kind of jumping off that way in a little bit. And even if you keep those layers low, make sure that each one of those layers is actually being used. So I was a little bit of a victim previously to using really high resolution imagery on my applications because I love high resolution imagery like most people do. Well, it's beautiful. It wasn't always necessary. That's the problem. So I guess making that assessment of do you need a high resolution imagery or could you just deal with a normal vector Mm. base map? Does it add extra context for you to have high resolution imagery? And if it does, then maybe have a look at can you certain extent can you cache your tiles and obviously make sure that your imagery is in the correct projection 
of course. <laughs> a lot of these tips will kind of coalesce on the concept of simple is good and that mm. you know, perhaps overused notion of Occam's razor where the simplest solution is often the best. I think it's pretty universally true in the topic we're discussing today. But people, I think, when they're building these cartographic information products, they have faith in what they're working with locally, perhaps on their PC using ArcGIS Pro or whatever. And perhaps they don't know of the tools that could help them effectively see it from the audience's perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's hopefully where we can help today. We always look at it from a desktop perspective as well, I guess when you're building out your application, also assess where the users will be accessing the application from. Are they going to be looking at it on devices? Are they going to be looking at it from their desktop? And make design workflows based on that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And here's my first tip. And it's kind of a, is it a tip or a a kind of anti-tip? I'm not sure. You decide. (laughs) I'm going to tell you not to do something. ArcGIS Enterprise, we're talking about web applications here. Mm -hmm. ArcGIS Enterprise is geared to try and make things go as fast as possible unless Mm -hmm. you kind of work against the grain. So, for example, it will try, if you're publishing a feature service as part of your map application, it will try and bring the data as close to the consumer as possible through creative caching. So it'll do it on the server to try and make sure that if you ask for the same thing, and then it'll use CDNs in Amazon and Azure to put a copy even closer to you, and then it'll even cache it in your browser. And that's great because it means shorter trips, not asking for the same thing again. However, you can unravel that if you're not careful. And I think the classic example is an ArcGIS dashboard where all your widgets are wired up to your map so that every time you pan the map, all the widgets update. That's good if you need it, but what it actually does is guarantee that every request you make cannot be cached in that way, and thus you're making expensive round trips every time. So you've got to think through what it's doing and try and make the best of those things that ArcGIS is trying to do for you. I know the ArcGIS Online team have have put a, a serious amount of effort. The boffins over there have thought long and hard about how they can actually make sure that as few requests as possible need to go across the wire whenever you make a request. So those CDNs, those content delivery networks, those caches are all done up in ArcGIS Online. So if you've got your stuff, if you're hosting on-premises, then uh, then you, you're going to have to pay a little bit of attention to that yourself. But if you can, get it up into ArcGIS Online because they really have pushed those caches and pushed those CDNs right out as close to your doorstep as they can. So that's how you're going to really squeeze that little extra mile of performance out of those uh, those web apps and web maps. Definitely a great tip. And what about measuring it? I mean, how do you know if you've made it fast? And if you make a change, how do you know if it's made it better? Have you got some ideas on this one, Riley? I do the Mississippi method. Ah, the Mississippi method. How many Mississippis does the map take to load? Well, I can tell you there are some tools out there, and I know uh, Josh has uh, reminded me of a couple of them in the past. Step one, without a doubt, if we're talking about web applications, smash that F12 key. Yeah. And I think I think you've got an alternate <laughs> point of entry for it, Wayne. I don't do the F12 key because that's an old Internet Explorer sh- a keyboard shortcut, and I hate uh, it's it. It's a boomer thing. <laughs> but 
if you press uh, Control Shift I in any of your browsers, uh, that's going to throw up that cool little developer window that makes you look geeky. But what you really want to be doing is there's a whole heap of performance tools on that developer window, and you can also see your network requests going to and from. So I spend most of my time when I'm, I'm developing web apps and maps with that developer window up. Regardless of which browser you're in, uh, you should be able to find your, your network and your performance tabs in those developer tools. And they generally will even give you some, some hints and tips as to, hey, this looks like it's going a bit slow. This is, looks like it's taking a bit long. And while those tools inside all the browsers are chock full of options for hardcore developers, I think it's important to say that the thing that's of most value to you as perhaps a non-developer when you hit that key is it's a simple thing. It's just telling you how long it took to go get your map from your feature layer in your portal expressed in a number of milliseconds or seconds. So if you see something that says 10 seconds to get some features to draw your LGA boundaries or whatever, then that's not good because it's probably one of many. So it actually complex tools, but simple expression and very useful. And what about before it gets into your web browser? I don't know if you guys have, have played around, but there's a, a whole heap of tools that sort of come from the desktop land, you know, such as a PerfQ Analyzer and uh, MXD PerfStat, but that actually looks at your map documents from Pro and from, uh, from ArcMap and will give you some performance stats relating to how they perform. Yeah, wow. Those are, are really good for particularly, I think, to have the author, if you like, the, the person sitting in front of ArcGIS Pro or ArcMap, actually taking some ownership of the performance equation at that point when they're authoring. Because as you say, Wayne, those tools allow you to say, in my single user desktop environment, how long do these things take to draw? Yeah. And if it's bad there, then absolutely it's going to be amplified bad by the time you stick it in front of hundreds of people through a web browser. And those, those more formal tools are really good. Well, I find they're really good because when you pop open that developer tools uh, tab, you might uh, you know make some changes to your page. What you're doing is really that, as Riley said, that the Mississippi approach is you need to keep track of the times of the different things in that developer tab. Whereas the more formal tools that are generally applied at the map document and the creation level, they actually will record and report and measure those things. So you can actually go and make a change, come back, measure again, and compare your two measurements. And you don't have to sit there doing Mississippis in your head. And there are changes that you can make to those individual facets that will make them faster. I think once you find out, you know, what is slowing the process down, you don't have to get rid of it completely. If it's an important part of your application, you can do look at your data schema, you can look at your data layer visibility, you can use your symbology or wherever else yeah. is impacting that speed, make that change. And there are some new things uh, or fairly new things such as uh, vector tile layers and of course, uh, SVG um, symbologies. These are all things that are designed to draw fast and therefore get your map into the eyes of your user and as fast as you possibly can. Yeah, I think those two points you made about data schema and layer scale visibility really resonate with me. They're two areas where in work I've done to investigate slow, I've seen offenses repeated. So it sounds so simple, but you may have an authoritative data set that's 100 attributes wide, but your application delivers three of them that are valuable, yet you publish a service that has all 100. 
it's just sending data for no reason. And the other common offense, which is really easy to fix, is that massive point data layer that's being displayed at small scales where it's just a blob of nothingness. A simple flip of the scale at which it's going to display can improve the yeah. uh, user experience enormously. And you'd be really surprised at the amount of people that don't clip their area. I find that's fundamental application that, you know, you learned in university or at least, you know, I taught my students in the first two weeks of their GIS course, but it still doesn't get applied much on the broader scheme, I think. I mean, I've recently seen the impact of this in ArcGIS Pro on uh, 3D scenes with lots and lots of features. Got whole world extent or whole Australia extent, it's going to try and draw all those features. And Mm. so we get people saying, oh, my 3D scenes are taking a long time to load. Well, that's possibly because you're trying to display all of the light poles in the world and maybe you don't need to see that. Maybe you should just zoom down and get your default extent to an area that is more reasonable and more manageable. Yeah, 100%. I've got another one, guys, uh, that came to us from, uh, from one of our listeners and we were talking about caching and I was reminded that don't just cache. Remember also to cache in the right projection. Projections can be a total killer. If you've got your data in one projection and you're presenting it in another, that means it actually has to be projected, translated between the two. That takes time and that can often be one of those little slow hiccups that people forget about. Oh yeah, 100%. Well, we've seen some great tips from the team here today. We've got some uh, links to all of those uh, cool desktop tools that we talked about there, PerfQ Analyzer, MXD PerfStat, and the Perf Tools for Pro. There is obviously a whole heap of documentation about caching up online and definitely a whole bunch of information about projections. So hopefully, if, uh, if we've done our job here, guys, the audience have got a whole heap of tips in their handbag now to getting those maps sitting and providing that need for speed. If you want to catch up on all of those links and tips, we've got them up on the GIS Directions podcast website, gisdirectionspodcast.com.au. And I'd also love to see some of your slow slash fast maps. I'll give you a personal Mississippi index, so just contact me on, <laughs> on LinkedIn. Great stuff, Riley. Thanks, everybody. Happy mapping. Till next time. Bye, guys. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the hosts and do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Ezra Australia.